For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. How are you? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce, and I am Doc Holliday. Isaac, what's up, brethren? Hey, everything good. What's up, Doc? I mean, I hope, uh, you know, everyone enjoyed uh, episode number one. I mean, we plan on really hitting this thing hard, man, and diving deep into uh, our team, my team, the Los Angeles Rams, man, this episode. No doubt about it, man. And this podcast is brought to you by yada, 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 yada. Yeah, because that's how it's going to be, man. But Isaac, this is about the Los Angeles Rams, man, a team that I know you love. I love as well because they gave me an opportunity, man. Uh, I've been watching them. Check them out. Last year, Isaac, kind of like a disappointment, man. L.A. Rams, 9-7. Third in the NFC West. Now, before we project going forward, what do you think happened last year, man? What do you think was wrong? Because a lot of times, man, when you have Super Bowl aspirations and uh, uh, you've set the margin so high and the goal so high, man, sometimes you have a letdown, and that seems to be what happened. What, what do you think happened to our Los Angeles Rams, man? Well, well, to be honest, Doc, I mean, when you when you look at uh, you know our record last year, we finished nine and seven. And what most people were calling, uh, you know, the best division in all of football, that NFC West, man. I mean, when you got to face guys like uh, uh, Kyler Murray, you got uh, Russell Wilson uh, twice uh, each year. I mean, uh, it's, it's not a cakewalk. You got Garoppolo and San Fran, and, and uh, they're a team that's very, very uh, coached very well. Uh, Shanahan is doing a great job up there. But, you know, just, just the way we navigated through, uh, you know, the, uh, having a running game, really not having a running game, uh, uh, trying to uh, get the ball into the hands of our playmakers. I think that, you know, this year uh, it, can, it may have caught up with us just a little bit. But at the same time, I think we managed to uh, have a winning season. Um, I saw some, you know, some art, read some articles, saw some stats that, you know, if, if uh, the season we played in 2019 were 2020 this year, that we are a team that would have made the playoffs. I mean, with the new CBA, uh, I think uh, you, you have uh, two extra teams that are coming in uh, for the wild card weekend. And I think, you know, we would have been, we would have been a team that played well enough to, to, to get into that round robin. And, you know, who, who knows what happens once you get into playoffs. But I think that, you know, the, what we're headed, we, we answered some, 
some some spots uh, via free agency. We answered some some needful spots uh, during the draft. So I'm looking forward to great things, man. I hopefully these guys can uh, remain motivated coming into this season and uh, and 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 scratch off goal number one, which is always win the division. So that's our focus. And the thing about it, man, you can have some great players, but it, it's also a mental thing, man, because when somebody is expecting you to perform, sometimes, man, it kind of gets to you. If, if you come out of nowhere, when the Rams didn't really come out of nowhere when they made their Super Bowl run, but I don't think many people expected them to do what they did that year. And they get there and they do that. Jared Goff has an amazing year. Uh, the team has an amazing year. But when you get to that level, and you know, Isaac, you've been to that level, man, it's kind of hard to stay there mentally, but I don't I don't know if, you know, you, you, you do things a certain way and you get to the Super Bowl, you don't win the Super Bowl, you don't perform really well in the Super Bowl. Sometimes, man, you have to make an adjustment, not only physically, but phys- I mean, physically, but you have to make an adjustment mentally. And a lot of times, you know, be like, well, I did the same thing we made the Super Bowl. But no, Isaac, I mean, you know, man, sometimes you, you, you got to switch it up and take it to a whole different level. And that may have been one of the problems, man. I don't think everybody took it to the, a, another level mentally than they probably should have. Well, once, you know, once two teams uh, participate in the Super Bowl and both in both conferences, man, I mean, uh, you know, you, you, you're crowned the, the NFC conference champions or you're ca- crowned the AFC conference champions. So um, definitely you have uh, that bigger bullseye on your chest and uh, people want to measure themselves versus champions versus good teams just to see where they stack up. And that was no different. I mean, you, you got a team like the Rams who, uh, who, who participated and played in the Super Bowl here two years, two years ago. And you have that division, those divisional opponents who really want to test themselves, want to measure themselves against uh, the Los Angeles Rams. And, and uh, it's, it's always bad, bad blood within your own division. So but at the same time, you know, you have to have a mentality that, you know, uh, you can't be complacent with uh, the success that you had from one season to the next. You have to, uh, you know, just erase everything off the drawing board and, uh, you know, have an opportunity to dream again, uh, have an opportunity to get motivated again. So individually and collectively, guys have to really find reasons to uh, get into the gym, get in, get on the practice field, uh, get into the, uh, the, the film room and watch film things that you probably did over and over again, you have to be committed to it because I, I feel like that the moment you start to slip, uh, you know, the moment I, you know, I used to say guys start peeking at their bank accounts uh, and they become complacent. So you, those are things that you have to mentally fight. And I think sometimes you have to make it your business on purpose to mentally fight those things and uh, make sure that you have and set goals, set new goals for each year and go out and try to attain those goals. I mean, it's, it's, it's important that you share those goals with your teammates, guys, new guys who are coming in. Uh, share some stuff with your position coach, with your head coach, how you think you guys can get better. So just do stuff like that on purpose, Doc. I think that 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 erases uh, that bad taste, uh, you know, of not winning a Super Bowl out of your mouth for that moment. And uh, you look forward to winning a Super Bowl and uh, playing well that, that next year. Now, what you mean, man? Peeking at the bank account and getting complacent. You like you you're calling up. You like, oh, I got some loot in here. Absolutely. You, you man. Get kind of lazy, man. You you don't get motivated to get up and get going. Absolutely. It, so, it sounds funny, but doc, it's true. It's very true. Uh, uh, there there's a temptation to say, okay, um, you know, I got this in the bank account. How long can I live off these funds until I have to go really do something else? But you know, that's that's not the the the, the sign or a true uh, true sign of a true professional because what we do 
Uh, we go out for the love of the game, uh, for the love of our teammates, for the love of our family. And we want to make sure that, you know, we're, we're doing the job that we're being paid to play and really not really having lulls or, or be, becoming complacent about, uh, you know, the job or the task at hand. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's we we know it's a business. We uh, on both ends of it, uh, teams are always trying to replace you with something cheaper, uh, with the same production level. But at the same time, you, we have to realize that we are a business, and that businesses uh, take care of their business. If it's if it's from the working out standpoint, or if it's from the being in conditioning, uh, not waiting to training camp to uh, to get in shape, but be in shape when you get to training camp. You know, those those things like that, those messages like that, man, they go a long way. When, uh, you know, you get new guys coming in and just just having the culture of, of a team so that you can go forward and not only play in one Super Bowl and not be satisfied playing in, in and probably winning one Super Bowl, but winning multiple and playing in multiple Super Bowls. Now, I got to give it to Sean McVay and the Rams, man. They did do some things during the draft to make this team better, to improve on last year's record and get back to that Super Bowl, making it two team that they had, man. As far as the Rams draft picks from this, uh, who they added to the squad, how do you feel, man? Anybody stands out like, okay, this dude right here? Because I know we kind of touched on him in the first episode, but, you know, like this dude right here, a straight baller. Who stands out to you when you look at you like, okay, this, this, this dude right here, okay, yeah. This dude right here going to do some things. Well, I'll tell you what, man, we, you got to look at our first-round draft pick this year. And that, that being Mr. Jalen Ramsey, okay? I mean, I think we got one of the better players on defense in the entire league, a, a guy that you can really isolate on one half of the field and really, you know, combine and, and do a lot of exotic stuff on the other side of the defense, man. So uh, being able to get Jalen Ramsey on the team, man, it, it's, it's awesome, puts you in a great position. But with the addition of our, of our first uh, 2020 pick this year, Cam Akers, man, I think Cam Akers is – uh, a phenomenal pickup for us, man. I mean, uh, he's definitely a guy that, you know, I watched at Florida State, you know, being, a, being, being from Florida, being a Florida football fan uh, from the three teams, Miami, Florida State, Florida. And just the way this guy performed with the lack of talent around him. Anytime you talked about Florida State last three years, uh, he was definitely one of those guys that you had to mention because, you know, uh, that's a program that's been down, uh, it's, it's really not been playing to their standards of late. But when you talk about Florida Seminole, Florida State Seminoles football, Cam Akers is one of those guys that you had to mention. I mean, the guy ran hard. Uh, he, he, you know, is a 5'10", 217-plus type guy. Very similar to, I think, what we had in, in Todd Gurley. I think this guy will give us some of that same production. And uh, the guy, guy can catch the football out of the backfield, Doc. So I think he's a very rounded uh Football player, running back, a three-down guy, a guy who can, you know, has great vision, and uh, he can take it to the house, Doc. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing this guy behind uh, uh, this offensive line that we have and the creativity that Sean McVay brings in and his ability to use it. You know who he reminds me of, man? Who's this? Cam Makers. You know who he reminds me of? Who's that? Hey, man. Marshall Falk, bro. I'm not saying he's going to be the next Marshall Falk. <laughs> I'm not saying he's going to be the next Marshall Falk because Marshall Falk was a, like a one – in a lifetime talent. But this is the reason why I say he reminds me of Marshall Falk because, as you said, he can catch the rock, man. He's great catching the ball out of the backfield. He has great vision. He has great strength. He has – not only does he have that speed, 
he has that explosiveness, man. And what a, a lot of people don't understand, when you a running back, man, you can run 4-7. But if you got that explosiveness, that makes up for a lot of that. But this dude runs a 4-4. When I say the explosiveness, when that hole opens up, because cats don't understand, man, when a hole opens up in the NFL, you really need to be going toward the line of scrimmage before that hole opens up because it ain't going to last long. And I'm not saying he's going to be the next Marshall Falk, but this this dude with his – Vision, patience, he's tough, man. He And I like it that he uses his stiff arm, Ike. Then he got the little jump step, man, and he cuts tight off of blocks because he get north and south pretty fast. And once he hits open space, he's up out of there. But if you come up on him, he'll run your ass over, man. So I, I like Cam Makers. I, I, and I saw you kind of jump a little bit when I said Marshall Falk. I'm not saying he's going to be the next Marshall Falk. But, I, I, hey, man, this, this young fella has a lot of potential, man. Well, yeah, Marshall Falk shoes are some very big shoes to fill. But at the same time, you know, if he if he can do anything similar to or play similar to uh, Marshall Falk's game, man, that, that only bodes well for what we can do offensively. And, uh, you know, he's coming into an offense that's predicated heavily on the run game, Doc. I mean, uh, you, you know, from the from the play action pass, uh, getting the ball, pushing the ball down the field, uh, we, we're going to need that guy to run the football. I mean, hopefully with he and Daryl Henderson, man, with that one-two punch, can really turn some things around and, and, and put a put a uh, in a put the offense in a position where we can start leading the dance once again and having the defenses on their heels, man. So uh, that's one reason I believe where we drafted Cam Akers and hopefully we you know he comes in and have that that uh, impact from day one. Daryl Henderson, the Memphis Tiger, our fellow Memphis Tiger. He's from the SIP, but you know what? Cam Akers is from the SIP as well. Both of them from Mississippi. Now check out you know Cam's productivity at Florida State, man. Now this Florida State. ACC big boy football, man. Three seasons, 3,300 yards, 34 touchdowns. This is what get me, Isaac. Every time he touched the rock, five yards of carry, man. And that's why you say it's going to be huge, him coming into that offense, because you touch the ball two times, that's the first down. You, he's averaging five yards every time he touched the rock. When you look at the running backs that Rams had last year, Todd Gurley, we know he's gone now. He's heard he had 12 touchdowns, but only averaged 3.8 yards of carry. Malcolm Brown, he's still there. Probably going to be the goal line running back. Averaged 3.7 yards of carry. Five touchdowns. Daryl Henderson, 3.8 yards of carry. John Kelly, just three yards of carry. So we didn't even have one running back averaging four yards of carry, man. So the Cam to come in, if he gives us any kind of productivity that he, he gave at Florida State, it's going to be huge for us because that's what we need him to do, and that's what he can get done. And you did say Daryl Henderson, man, and Daryl has that get gone like Cam has that get gone. Uh, but he, you know, he, he, he blocking and blitz protecting, that's for another conversation. But Cam and Malcolm, they will be key to what Jared Goff can do and what this offense can do, Isaac. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be important, man. If, if we could – uh, you know, being able to average four yards of carry, man, that, that bodes well for uh, just about every phase of the game from special teams to defense. And uh, when you have an offensive line uh, that can provide or open holes or, or give you seams that guys can run through, man, it's going to be important for those guys. So um, I think it'll be special. Uh, these guys come in, uh, offensive linemen love running the football. Uh, the wide receivers, they love the result of having a, a power running game where you get that extra safety down in the box. And it just opens up the entire offense, man. So 
hopefully that's that's what we get. That's 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 the reason we bring in running backs like we have for the last two drafts. And uh, we need to get it going, Doc. It's that time. No doubt about it. And I saw a stat where my man averaged 900 yards after contact last season at Florida State. Mm-hmm. That's huge, man. That means that so, somebody touch him, boom, he running through that. Or he's running him over. And you know I used to love running cats over. So fast, strong, breaking tackles, use the speed. He used the stiff arm. Then he got that jump step. So Cam Akers, man, if you come in and learn that offense, man, and the key too, though, get on that field, you got to protect that quarterback, man. You gotta know them blocking. You gotta know them blocking assignments. I don't care how much you run it. If you if you can't pick up that blitz, yes, you can't play, man. And, and I heard you, Isaac. You want the offense to lead the dance again, but you know who been leading the dance is the defense and that dude on defense. That dude's still there, man. That dude is that dude is that dude. I don't even have to say his name. If somebody listening right now, if you're an L.A. Rams fan, you already know what it is. If I'm saying that dude on defense, I shouldn't even have to say his name. But that dude is Aaron Donald. Isaac, this this dude is so impressive, man, and I think he was just voted like Ram of the decade or something like that, which he deserves it. But how when you watch Aaron Donald play, man, does it make you happy, man, that you kind of play receiver? You didn't have to deal with a dude down there, down in them trenches, man, like him? Well, I tell you what, first and foremost, what's amazing about Aaron Donald is that he, he is a technician. Um, you're talking about a guy who can 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 use his hands. Uh, he's very strong. Uh, uh, rip technique, pull, uh, slant, chop. He has a he's, he has every tool in his toolbox. And, uh, you know, from day one since we drafted him, the 13th overall pick, uh, he's been nothing but spectacular. I mean, you talk about guy, a guy who's a six-time Pro Bowler, a five-time All-Pro, uh, defensive player two times. Um, he, I think he's just getting started. I think the guy's very hungry. He's dedicated to his craft. Uh, one of those guys, he's not one of those guys that we talked about, about being complacent, but he's always looking to get better. So, you know, attitudes like that and things like guys doing things like that off the field is always infectious. And hopefully these guys, you know, with the addiction, with the additions of, of Brockers, he's back in the, in the fold. Uh, you know, it turns that defense back to what it was, man, being able to stifle the running game and on third down, get get a team in third and long so we can pressure the quarterback like we're like, like we're accustomed to. But Aaron Donald, man, I mean, he's just been um, he, he, exactly giving us more than what we bargained for. So that, that's what you want in draft picks. Uh, he, you know, he, he's nothing short of the best player in the league. I mean, I'm, I'm not shy about saying that, but Aaron Dona is just that guy uh, who can, who is the face of our organization to lead us to where we need to go, which is back to the Super Bowl once again in Tampa this year and, and hopefully bring this championship back to L.A. You know, Ike, man, Ike, Aaron Donald is one of those dudes, man, when you're sitting up in the offensive meeting, man. Now, when you're in the offensive meeting as a unit, you're sitting up there, man, and, you, you know, you're watching game tape. You're looking at the dude, a dude like Aaron Donald, man, and you're looking at the offensive line. So I usually like to look at the offensive line. Man. Like, man, dude, just beat your head in. Yeah. Especially when you're in the game. Like, dude, keep beating you, man. Then a lot of times the offensive, they want to look at you, hey, man, you need to help me out a little bit. Bro, I got to get out into it. I got to get out to a passing. I got to go into a route. I got a route assignment. But when you get into the running back room, that's when you be clowning. You be like, man, that dude is killing my guy. I mean, wearing him out, man. And 
then that's when the coach turned around and looked, well, you know, we got we to gotta make an adjustment. So what's going to happen is that uh, you're not going to release on this pass. Pat, you're going to stay here and make sure Aaron Donald doesn't get loose. And if he does, you're going to have to uh, pick him up and clean him up. You, you looking like, damn, man, this offensive line is 6'4", 300 pounds. He can't handle the dude. What the hell you want me to do with him? And this man, you know, he, 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 he didn't got up some speed and got up some power. Now, that's the kind of things that – Aaron Donald does, man. And he's been destroying teams and causing all kinds of destruction, man. And I just love watching the dude play ice. Yeah, he's awesome, man. I mean, and even consider that this is probably his fourth defensive coordinator. So he'll probably have to learn a new defense this year, um, have, to, have to get guys to really embrace what's being taught and then so we can have the same mindset. So, therefore, we can, uh, you know, start to rally and, and make plays on the defense like we're accustomed to. So, Having that front seven, man, is always important. And being led by a guy like Aaron Donald, man, that even makes it even more special. I mean, definitely, definitely the best player in the National Football League, Aaron Donald. Hey, how is how important is it, man? I know how important it is, but tell the people how really, really important it is to have a good defense, especially to have a good front seven, because you can have the best offense in the world, man. You can put up all kinds of points. I still remember, man, when – you know, the greatest show on turf, man, when you all were playing Tampa Bay in the NFC Championship game, and you all putting up all kinds of numbers, but I still remember you waking up that morning looking like, man, I got to go deal with John Lynch and Sapp and Derrick Brooks and these monsters they got over there. And they kind of, you know, they kind of held you all down if it wasn't for your boy Ricky P doing his thing, you know what I'm saying? But just talk about how important it is, man, to have a great defense and especially a great front seven and especially a great defensive tackle. Well, I'll tell you what, Doc, with this with this generation or with this, you know, this dispensation of offense, 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 I mean, you know, all the rules, all the last, the, the significant rules changes have been predicated towards the offense to make offenses score points. You know, we got fantasy football linked up with professional football for a reason. So uh, offenses are going to score some points. You have some great minds, some great coaches who can design plays and concepts to put the ball in the end zone. And uh, the athletes, man, the athletes on offense, they're great. They're great athletes. They can they can make things happen when they get the balls and ball into their hands. So when you have a, a defense that can, uh, I'll say, slow offenses down the way they need to, it gives you a huge opportunity. It gives you a huge advantage because you can you can give your offense many more opportunities to uh, score more points. So when you have guys, guys like Aaron Duncan, guys like Jalen Ramsey, guys who are who are like number one at their positions, man, it, it, it bodes well for a team because you, you pretty much, it pretty much comes down to you having to stop an offense maybe three times in an entire four quarters. So if you can do that, force a team to have a couple of three and outs and give your team, give your offense an opportunity to have more opportunities to score and put the ball in the end zone, kick field goals or whatever, that just puts you in a better place. I mean, it's going to be hard to stop Russell Wilson's for four quarters. It's hard to do that. It's hard to stop Kyler Murray's and DeAndre Hopkins for four quarters. So having guys like Aaron Donald, these guys change the game. Having a guy like Jalen Ramsey who can say, you know what, I want to play DeAndre Hopkins. Wherever he goes, I got it by, by himself. I don't need help. It bodes well, man. So just having guys like that and other guys who you can plug in and, and guys who are up and coming, uh, uh, young safety, safety rap out of Colorado, guys like that, man, you get these, these guys who can stop an offense, slow them down to, for, for a moment, and put the ball back in our offensive hand, man. It bodes well, man, because there's going to there's gonna come a time in a game where you have to run the ball 
and you have to stop the run. That that will never change in the National Football League. Now, Ike, if you if 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 you're out there, man, you plan on you plan on offense. You plan against Aaron Donald. How you running your route? You killing your man, cornerback. I mean, you just wearing him out. You beating him, coming wide open. Quarterback can't get the ball because he don't have time. Because Aaron Donald just all up in his grill. Who you pissed off at? Are you frustrated? Are you mad well, at the offensive lineman? You mad at the running backs? You mad at the quarterback? I mean, who you mad at? Because you killing your man. You open, but can't get the ball off, bro. Well, well Doug, it, you know, as you know, it takes eleven <laughs> guys to score a touchdown. It takes eleven guys to to yeah. score three points, get a field goal, and it, it, it's very hard to watch film in the midst of a game. So you really don't know where the pressure is coming from or what the quarterback is seeing. You 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 got an idea how it's how it worked in practice, and you hopefully it works the same way in the game or even better. But um, when you know you got a guy like an Aaron Donald pressuring uh, your quarterback, making it tough for him, making it tough for that offensive lineman, that guard, that center, um, at, at times you you can't get upset. You may get a little frustrated, but at the same time, you want to be there to encourage your guy. Just tell this guy how, how – how, just tell your offensive lineman how great they are, uh, how stout they are. What, what they get their ass kicked out. You, you, <laughs> you're, trying, you're, oh, trying okay. to, you're trying to boost these guys up because you got four quarters to play. Yeah, maybe, no maybe, maybe I can convince this guy that he is the second coming of Tom Mack. Maybe I can convince this guy that he's the second coming of – Hypnotize him. Jackie Slater. Yeah. And, and you can handle this guy. Maybe for a quarter or two. Hold him, grab him, do what yeah. you got to do because – we got a job to do. We got to execute, man. We need every man. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's my thought process to the guy, man. Try to encourage him as best I can. Now, after the game, you know, there's going to be some clowning on the bus. There's going to be some clowning in the locker room. And, uh, you know, it's going to be some pacing up and down the sideline side if we got to play this guy again. Hey, that's also not only clowning in the locker room and clowning on the bus. Hey, once we get in film study, they put that red dot on you. They like, oh my! Hey, get that red dot, man! Don't move that. Red, put that red dot back up. Oh man, he is he is killing you. Let me ask you this: Like, I've I've never met Sean McVay, man, but he seen he seems to be a very smart, smooth, calm, collected player, whom they like. You, but what do what do you what do you think as far as what what do you think he needs to take this team to? Not only next season, but going forward. Well, to be honest, I think he's one of those generational coaches, man. I mean, uh, from the from the time he's come, he, he's actually 33 and 15 since he's been the head head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, and I, I think he's, uh, you know, from an offensive standpoint, I think he's a, a brilliant coach. Uh, he can design plays. He has different concepts. Uh, a lot of it is predicated on the run game, which is which is cool. This is a this is a a, a pass throwing era that we're in, and I think that uh, the next step, the next level for Sean McVay is being able to uh, being able to run the ball when forced to run the ball, have more success running the football. And I think, you know, personnel sometimes has a lot to do with that, you know, with the addition of Cam Akers and uh, Henderson and guys like that. They have a lot to do with that. But being able to be committed to running, uh, uh, running the running game will never be outdated in the National Football League, no matter what anybody says, because You'll have to eventually run the football in your four-minute offense, or or, or uh, trying to trying to uh, close out a game. But I think that's the next step for Sean. I love his innovation. Uh, I love the way he uh, he he has his 21 personnel. Uh, he starts off with it. He spreads guys out on defense. 
And I thought, you know, the things that he did well the first two seasons was he was able to dictate to the defense. And he was more offensive, offensive coach, if you if you get my meaning. Yeah. So once he gets back with that, and I think we, we, we've uh, answered some of those questions as far as personnel is concerned, uh, I think we'll see the Sean McVay of old. And uh, the, I, I mean, I just look at him as the, the, the latest Andy Reid, which is, you know, really taking my hat off to Andy Reid, man, and the stuff that he does. But he, he may be the next coming of uh, Andy Reid, uh, in my opinion. Hey, man, looking forward to this season getting started, man. Looking forward to training camp. Looking forward to seeing what the Los Angeles Rams can do this year, man. It's going to be an exciting season. Also, definitely going to be an exciting, exciting season, man, doing this podcast with you, man. Always enjoyable. And Daryl Henderson, young fella, young Memphis Tiger, I'm watching you, man. You know, you're you a running back, so I got my eyes on you. You know, not only, you know, Memphis, Rams running backs, man. I just, you know, my keep doing what you're doing, but, hey, man, learn them blocking assignments, man, because you got to learn them. You got to protect their quarterback, man. You got to protect Mr. Jerry Goff. Got to protect Jake G. JG got that money, too, then. He, he got that money. Cause, yeah, you got to protect that investment, man. Hold on. I, before we go, I, speaking of money, uh, yeah, this, I mean, he don't play for, uh, he don't play for the Rams. Not even in the same conference, but Patrick Mahomes, Isaac, Isaac, come on, man. Ten years, the contract can equal, it can get up to $500 million. Damn. I mean, he's worth it, though. I mean, he's worth it. I mean, when you see, when you saw those numbers, man, what was your first reaction, first response? Well, it, it, immediately when I saw the contract, and I think we're talking about Steve Austin here, uh, the $6 million man, but uh, <laughs> the half a billion dollar man we're talking about, Mr. Pat Mahomes, man. I mean, great talent, Doc. I mean, very well-deserving. I think he, he, he hasn't even got close to his prime. I mean, 24. Um, you know, I think, I, think uh, I read a quote or heard him say, you know, uh, that – he, he, he really hasn't learned to read defenses yet. So that, that's the amazing thing about it, Doc. And, it, and to me, it, it can be scary because this guy has an opportunity to be mentioned among the greats, uh, the Elways, uh, the Dan Marinos, and uh, the Joe Montanas. I mean, to have a Super Bowl, MVP, Super Bowl MVP, a league MVP, all before the age of 25, uh, it's amazing. I think he's put himself, put himself in a position where – uh, not only he can benefit himself uh, and, and start to really build on top of the legacy that he's he, he started building, but he, he also helped the Chiefs out from a standpoint of being able to put players around him for a very long time. So, but just the the, the five hundred and three million dollars, man, it's, it's it's awesome to see. Uh, it's it's, it's uh, you know a lot of questions. I, I think uh, you know guys like Jared Goff were saying, man, well, you know. What in the world? You know, what's going on? Carson Wentz is saying, what in the world? Uh, Dak Prescott, what in the world? I mean, is this guy $300 million better than me? Hey, man. I mean, it, it, can, be, it can be humbling. It can be humbling at the same time. It can be motivating, Doc. So hopefully these young quarterbacks can be motivated by uh, the new contract Patrick Mahomes that's just signed, man, and go out and, and do some amazing things because I think he's going to be around for a very long time. I mean, he may be the first, very first football player to reach uh, maybe a billion dollars in earning. I mean, because he'll only be 34 once this contract is done if he plays it out. But um, hats off to him, man. I'm happy for him, and I think he's going to get better, man. He's a hard worker. 
Hey, how are guys like that treated in the locker room, man? Because people don't people don't know, man. You 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 still have haters on your team. You got a lot of you, you got teammates. They love you, but you got some haters in there too now. You know, oh, you, 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 it's, I guess it depends on who he is because you have some guys look like, man, they didn't get you this. You know what I'm saying? How you, how you think guys like that, how are they looked at when somebody get that much money and they come in the locker room because you know you can't touch them during practice and you probably can't say nothing out of line to them in the locker room, period, man. Well, you know what? To be honest, I, I don't think it's from a standpoint of guys saying, oh, he don't deserve that. You know, I mean, it's, it's, number one is what the market dictates. And uh, that guy's put himself in that position to be able to have some leverage to negotiate his contract. Now, it, I think if, if if guys got upset or got angry, it was about that it, that they didn't get paid. It, they didn't have the payday. So it, it, that's kind of two different things. They're kind of like maybe jealous that it wasn't them as opposed to this guy getting paid because, you know, they all work hard, man. I mean, you're talking about the the the, the, the upper echelon of athletes, man, playing the playing the football on that at the highest level so um you know if you if you remain healthy eventually your time is gonna come no doubt about it hey man another great episode of ramblings with pro football hall of famer isaac bruce doc holiday any ending words man you just ready to get up out of here bro you, you yeah hungry. man we mentioned we mentioned cam Akers. you know we mentioned we mentioned that guy the addition but i'd also like to mention the addition the addition of van jefferson man uh, uh van jefferson uh, Florida Gator, second round pick. Uh, you know, what's funny about it? His dad was my host on my second visit, uh, at co- my college visit, UCF, Sean Jefferson, who happens to be a coach in the NFL. Yeah. And uh, great guy, great pedigree. I think he's going to help us a lot, guy. Uh, Doc, he came in, uh, uh, you know, a guy who can run. He can stretch the field, take the top off the defense. Uh, he's going to wear that number 12. So I'm looking forward to this guy, man. Um, um, I'm excited about having him in the fold as well. Another great Ram receiver drafted in the second round. Oh, and I, I, I got to say my man's name. I just love my man's name. I haven't said it all. Uh, haven't said it. Right. Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Cooper, Cooper Cup. Hey, Cooper cool, man. I'm pretty sure you did. Is he cool? Cooper's a phenomenal football player, man. Um, you know, he's one of those guys that can really do a lot of damage in the slot, man. And he's proven that. So, um, you know what? Quietly, he may be up for a payday here real soon, too, man. I mean, we're talking Cooper Cup, man. He's put in a lot of work, tore his knee up one year, came back, and, and let everybody know that he's healthy. So he's one of my favorite guys to watch on the team, man. So his cup filleth over? It's kind of cheesy. But anyway, man, we up out of here. Until next week, Isaac and I will be back next week. Until then, we'll holler at y'all, man. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.